We're not done quite yet, so I want to give you this very, this very word. Luke 7, 36. Luke 7, 36. I want to show you what you have demonstrated prophetically. Luke 7, 36. Now one of the Pharisees was requesting him to dine with him. One of the Pharisees said, Jesus, would you please come to my house for dinner? Would you sup with me? And when... <laughs> to dine with him. And he entered the Pharisee's house. Please, please know that where Jesus goes, he said, as I am in this world, so are you. Notice he goes into the, this is a religious person, goes into his house. Then he says, and the Bible says, he entered the Pharisee's house and he reclined at the table. Look at you at the table. Here we go again. Now, ensemble, you're, you're doing good. You're getting exercise this morning. Praise God. By the way, clap. Give God praise for what you did. To, what all of you did today. Because as you say amen louder, it will remind me that you're still standing. Hear me alone. All right. I want you to see yourself. Yes, yeah, stay, stay right, stay, hold what you got, stay right there. Now the Pharisees, um, after he requested of the Lord to come to his house, Jesus came to his house, entered his house, and reclined at the table. So now we see the Lord again sitting at that place we've been speaking about, the table. And there was a woman in the city who was a sinner. Now ain't that a blip? Just called her out. There was a woman in the city who was a sinner. If you look up that word sinner, it means an immoral person. If you translate that into our language, a hoe. Or a prostitute. Or somebody who gives sexual favors for money. I'm sorry, are you all there? Okay. And when she learned that he, that is Christ, was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house. She bought an alabaster vial of perfume. And standing behind him at his feet, Lord Jesus, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and kept wiping them with her hair, the hair of her head, and kissing his feet and anointing them with perfume. And now the Pharisees who invited him, and the Pharisee who invited him saw this, he saw this, he said to him, 
He said to himself, do you see that? Are you with me in the scripture? He was talking to himself. He said, he, he said if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman who is touching him, that she is a sinner. And Jesus, Jesus answered his conversation to himself. Are you all still, still there? He said, Simon, obviously that was the name of this Pharisee. Simon, I have something to say to you. How many of you figured out if Jesus, I have something to say to you, you probably better listen. And he said, say it, teacher. Like some of us who do when we're sitting in the preacher's preaching, preach. Simon said, say it, preacher. Say it, teacher. Verse 41. A money lender had two debtors. One of them owed 500 denarii. I didn't look at the text. How much is a denarii, Elder Crawford? That's exactly what I found. I was trying to figure out if you found something different than I found. How much you all make a, a day? You ever asked that question? How, much, how, many, how many ducats you pulling down a day? Don't, don't shout it out loud, but just get that in your mind. You said you make a couple hundred, couple hundred dollars a day? $300 a day? How many of y'all are ready to make $500 a day? Some of you are already there? Praise the Lord. How many of you are ready to make five a day? If you make five a day in a week, how much you got? How many of y'all make a 2,500 a week? Multiply that times four. How many of y'all make it a month? Look at your neighbor and say, That's, that sounds like the kind of money I, I want to make. You okay? Check it out. He says, uh, <laughs> Jesus telling the story, he said, he, he owed 500 days of wages and, and the other person, the second debtor, owed 50. When they were unable to pay, he graciously forgave them both. Which one did he forgive? So, so which one of them will love him more? He didn't say which one would love him. Which one would love him more? Are you there, saints? Simon said, he answered, he said, I, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And Jesus said to him, you have judged correctly. You got the picture? He turns from the Pharisee to the woman and listen to what he said. Turning toward the woman, he said, turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? So he's looking at the woman, he says, Simon, do you see this woman? 
I entered your house, you gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. Suddenly, when I, when I came in your house, you, you gave me no kiss, which was original, which was the, the, the uh, it was a tradition. When you come, you kiss the person when you walk in their house. It was a sign of covenant. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. When I came in your house, Simon, you did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little, loves little. Then he said to her, I assume this, I'm assuming this, looking right in her eyes. Even though there were many, your sins have been forgiven. Clap your hands, somebody. Give him praise. He looked right at her, saw right, you know when Jesus looks at you, see down into your soul, you see everything. And what he said, because, you know, at this table, which I'm, you know, when, when Jesus sits at a table, it ceases to be the table of the host. It now becomes his. And so Jesus, this woman obviously was at the table, but behind him, and he says, what, because, can I, can I put it to you this way? Because of what you're bringing to the table, which represents your heart. I want you to know the status you have with me. You don't have it with them. They see you through their eyes. I see you through mine. The status you have, he, he said, he looks at her. He says, you, you are no longer you are no longer the way you lived. I don't care how filthy. I don't care how despicable. Because of what you've done today. See, because what she did was a sign of what was going on inside of her. I don't know how much that alabaster box costs, but I'm told it's, it's, a few, it's a few ducats. In fact, when you see another, when you see another rendition of the story, Judas says, why you waste this? Because Judas' heart was in the money. His heart wasn't in Jesus. So this woman who bought the substance of her labor It's kind of amazing because Jesus is judging her love 
by what she gives because the father judges his own love by what he gives look at your neighbor and the Lord judges your love by what you give I believe this morning it, it, this morning let it be a, a line of demarcation that you cross over in expressing your love to God I want to I tell you it's, it's amazing to me because this woman she shows up in the New Testament at other times as one of his followers all the despicable things all of her reputation it made no it made no difference immediately when she demonstrates that her tears her substance tears representing her pain her failure her moral failure she pours out before Jesus she didn't ask anybody for permission to come in that man's house she just showed up she heard Jesus was there she just showed up she just walked on in. didn't ask didn't didn't even he, she had to deal with them servants get out of my way being a woman in the streets, she knew how to deal with people. She's standing behind the Lord. It, it looked, it, for, for, the, for the eyes that are not sanctified, it looked like a sensuous act of seduction. Y'all help me just a little bit. But Jesus fully discerned. There was nothing vile, nothing unholy in her act. You'll see this in another, in another, rendition of this gospel that he says she's anointing me for my death so I want you to see yourself today as you have come forward it's, it's an act of faith and I want us to open our hearts to Jesus I said to you last week we've been assembling for 30 years some of you 40 years and now we must assemble differently when you come you need to know who you are when you come look at your neighbor and say you are God's ambassador look over at somebody and say you are you have been appointed by God for leadership in his body you are special you are anointed you have everything you need and when you come to this place God is honored when you come and you will be edified when you come clap your hands and give him praise everybody. I close with this I believe God was giving us a great example of what it really means to worship The, the word worship is actually proskuneo. It, it, it's a word that means to kiss the hand. Actually, literally to lick the hand like a dog licks its master's hand. I just read something this morning that said, money can, can buy a dog, but only love can put the wag in his tail. 
Well, this woman, when she comes, she's, she's, she's proscuneoing him. She's demonstrating her love for him. Look at your neighbor and say, will you assemble as the church? You demonstrate your love for him. Tell your neighbor, when you worship, you demonstrate your love for him. You give honor and glory to him. And when you, when you assemble, when you assemble together and you offer your substance, it's an act of worship. It's prophetic. It's what God has always wanted so that he can do what he told us in the beginning of the year. So I can make my name great in your life. I want to tell you that woman, Jesus said, he goes on to talk about this anointing. He says, wherever the gospels preached, you are going to be mentioned. Talk about making his name great in her life. And part of what we do when we assemble, we not only worship and praise, worship and prayer, worship and intercession, worship by the very act of assembling, actually the very act of assembling is worship unto God. But we also take of our substance. And you know, I don't know how she figured out what to take. But it was expensive. And the Pharisee, his problem was money. Look at your name. You know, a lot of religious people have money problems. His problem, you know what? He, 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 he had a problem with her because of what she was pouring out and the way she was doing it. If, if you really knew, if he knew, if you knew what kind of woman this was, where was his mind? Where was his mind? I want to, today, as of today, today is October the 10th. Sorry to say 11th. It's October the 10th. On the 10th of October, let your, let your inner, let your understanding be clear. Whenever you offer Jesus out of the labor of your life, it must be an act of love. It must cease to be just a habit, a religious habit. But I want you to understand that when you do so, you open up heaven. That's what Jesus said. That's what the scriptures teach us in the Old Testament. When you give, you open up heaven. And the Lord said, I will pour out. Here this woman is pouring out her alabaster box. Serious money. And Jesus, who understood it, gave this Pharisee, oh, two of them owed money. One a day, uh, one only 50 days wages. And the other one gave 500, more than a year. More than a year. How much you make in a year? more than a year that's what they both owed it to, to their master and the master did what he forgave what he gave them both and Jesus pulls out the nugget I hope you get it which one of these loves the most God is no respecter of persons he is the respecter of your love his grace is poured out toward all but God responds differently to those who love him. 
So yeah, I'm going to have my wife come and, and receive the offering because I set this up. Say it again. Right? Did I set this up? Come on, baby. I love this tag team, don't you? Yeah. <laughs>